You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time now for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by Nest Bedding. The three-time manager of the year sits down with Chris Townsend, exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbedding.com today. Here now is Chris Townsend. Time now for the Bob Melvin Show here on A's Cast, brought to you by Nest Bedding. You can check out their locations in the Bay Area, or you go to nestbedding.com. Use the coupon code OAKLAND to get 10% off your entire order. That's use the coupon code OAKLAND. When you go to nestbedding.com. How you doing, Bob Melvin? I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? Uh, this was one of the best days that I can remember in baseball history with everything going on. I don't know if you sat there and watched it like we did, but with all the different players moving to all the different teams, were you watching it? Did you check out how the deadline worked out? Not, Not even a little. <laughs> so I, I talked to our people and I knew what was potentially going on with us. But other than that, I try to stay in my lane and I try to stay focused on our team. Uh, I definitely will hear about all the big moves later. I knew it, there was a lot going on, but I did not want to uh, focus on that. I'm, I'm more about us. No doubt about it. And the one thing, and I know it's been frustrating. Uh, the offense hasn't been making a lot of great contact, but now you've picked up Marte and now you got Gomes, and now you got Harrison. These guys all bring a lot of different skills, but the one thing they do, they put the bat on the ball. How happy are you with the haul that Billy and David got for you? Yeah, no, you know, they, they're they remarkable, it seems like, every year, and the fact that, you know, they don't have a ton to work with as far as money goes, but they find uh, players that help our team, and that's that's pretty much across the board since I've been I've been here, so... You know, Marte was just a fantastic pickup. You saw it early on last night with his on-base percentage, and he and Canna getting on. Next thing you know, we got a three-spot in the first. Uh, he adds a speed dynamic to the team. Like you said, he puts the ball in play. And then you bring in Josh Harrison, and, and he's, you know, he's like Tony Kemp, where he can play everywhere and, and you know, brings a spark and athleticism to it. So it, these are really good pickups for us. We feel great about it. Yeah, and I think it does a lot for the clubhouse, too. And Matt Chapman talked about that after the game the other day, saying, hey, uh, it's the front office telling us they believe in us. So when moves like this are made, what does it do for your staff and what does it do for the clubhouse? Yeah, it does. You know, like you said, you know, like Chappie summed it up. You know, it, it means that they're behind us and they feel like we have a chance to win. So, you know, bringing in a lefty like Chafin, too. I mean, they're just a lot, a lot of little things that, it potentially make us that much better. And we've always been about the, the entire roster as opposed to, you know, just some of these big splash deals where, you know, dominant guys go somewhere and they rely on those guys heavily. We rely on our entire roster. And I think these guys fit in uh, beautifully as far as that goes. So we had your buddy Chip Hale on a little bit earlier here on the show. And obviously he coached these guys with the nationals. And when they won, the World Series, and he said Harrison can pretty much play all over the diamond. Uh, have you thought about how you could use him, and will this allow you maybe to DH Jed Lowry more down the stretch? It could, you know, and it, it just depends on what 
you know, and it's tough to talk about how we're going to use guys and where at this point, because we still have some guys here and some roster moves before uh, they get here tomorrow. So that part is difficult, but yeah, I mean, you know, he, he allows us to, to move all over the diamond, whether it's in the outfield, whether it's the infield and, you know, takes a little, could potentially take a little bit off Jed's plate as far as maybe de-aging him a little bit more. Uh, gives us better options off the bench if if Moreland's on the bench for a particular day. So not only does it it, it enhance our 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 lineup on a, a you know from day to day, it also does our bench, and we use our bench quite a bit. And Jan Gomes has resurrected his career, hitting two seventy one, nine jacks, thirty five RBIs in sixty three games. He's thrown out sixteen of forty four would be base dealers. It's one of the best percentage in Major League Baseball. How do you plan to use him with Sean Murphy? Well, you know that's still kind of up for debate too. You know, Murph's our guy, and and you know Murph's been a productive guy as well this year, so. It allows us to, to give him some rest. If you look at it kind of on a numbers basis right now, Murph's doing his best work against righties, and, Go- and Gomes is doing his be- best work against lefties. So it could be as simple as that. Uh, it could be matching up with pitchers, certainly day games after night games. But what it does is it allows us to run a quality guy back there every single day. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And I think, Bob, for the sport, today was really good because – in the past, we've had so many GMs not want to make moves because they're worried about their prospects. It's all about their prospects. But today you had so many teams without the waiver wire process put all their poker chips in the middle. Don't you think that's good for our sport to have a lot of teams saying, hey, we want to be in the playoffs and we want to win? Yeah, I do. And, and you know, it's you know there, there's some tough decisions for some of these teams to make two that are right on the cusp, you know, do we, do we go for it? Do we go for a wild card spot or, or do we go in the other direction? And that resonates in clubhouses too. So uh, above all, and, and this is great for the sport, like you said, the fan base gets to sit there and watch these things all day long and, and see where it goes. But uh, you know, more than anything, it resonates in our club, clubhouse that our front office thinks we have a good chance and they're trying to make our team better. I know you got traded, but did you ever get traded in season? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went from the Yankees to the White Sox in a blockbuster move. Uh, I don't think it had anything to do with the dra- trade deadline because I don't think anybody was worried about me be- getting claimed on waivers or-, or blocked for something like that. So I did get uh, traded during the season one time, but I'm not sure it was the most impactful move of that year. Well, the reason why I'm asking, because it is emotional and the cameras for MLB Network caught Chris Bryant in the dugout when he found out and I don't know who the coach was because we didn't get to see his face, but uh, obviously the coach and Chris Bryant were crying. It's an emotional thing when you've spent uh, your entire professional life in one organization. That's all you know. And even though Chris Bryant knew he was going to get traded, it shows you how emotional it is and that we're dealing with human beings. And, you know, not, not many professions do you get traded from one city to another it's kind of rare. It's pretty much only in major league sports, but just talk about what an emotional day it is for some of these guys. Yeah. I mean, in a case like that, where, you know, Chris Bryant's been with the same team and, and brought up with that team his entire season. That really feels, uh, there's some, there's some real emotions that, that play into that. So, uh, you know, guys that have been around a little bit and have been traded, you know, from clubhouse to clubhouse and know how that, how to deal with that. It's a different story, but for Chris, you can understand that. Uh, that's a pretty emotional deal for him for a high impact guy that's been, you know, world champion in that city and 
and and basically he's only he's only played in one uniform uh you you do understand the the emotional side of that and and you know in our case here too we have two moves coming we got to make two roster moves so it's not lost on me that there's some guys in there right now thinking is it going to be me and and that's hard to deal with on a day like this too so it, it does resonate resonate to the player uh, you know, whether which side you're on and, 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 you know, it can be a really great day. It can be a tough day. And then when I think about bringing the guys in, what's the best way for you and the staff to help these guys switch to a new clubhouse, switch to a new town and get them comfortable, hopefully right away? Yeah, you just let, let them know that you're there for them. I, I've already been in contact with Jan Gomes and I've already put him in contact with, with Adam Roden because he wants to get as much scouting information as he possibly can on our guys. And you would, you know, a guy like him, uh, it's not a surprise that he wants to get up to speed on our pitchers. So he's going to be watching a lot of video of our pitchers, you know, today and on his way here. And, you know, it didn't surprise me that, that, you know, he was looking for that. So, um, yeah, you try to make him as comfortable as you possibly can. We have a great clubhouse and, you know, from the day, you know, yesterday when Marte got here, he felt comfortable right away, was part of a win yesterday, which makes you feel that much more comfortable. But it's really the players that, that uh, you know, receive these guys and make them feel like they're part of it. So we have, we have a really good clubhouse for that. Yeah, Marte is such a great pickup. He's a special player. But you had to give something up for him, and that's Jesus Lazardo. When you learned that Jesus Lazardo was being traded, what was your reaction? Well, I, you know, I knew come, you know, probably a day or so that the talks were there for the potential of that. Um, you know, there's always guys you get close to that, you know, for the, he came up in our system. He didn't, you know, he'd been here a while. He was with DC and then came here. We felt like he was one of ours and, and made his debut at the big leagues with us. And, and you know, was part of a, a close knit starting group here and a pitching staff that was really close. So I called him right away. Um, you know, he's a little bit emotional too, but, you know, he has to look at his opportunity, what that means to him, and we certainly have to look at the now. So um, it, it, it is tough to lose some guys that you're close to, but, you know, Marte's a great pickup for us, and we wish Jesus the best in his career. He's going to have a fabulous career. You know, we, we, we get to see you, Bob, on television, and we, you know, baseball managers, you know, the, what, what you look like inside the dugout, but we don't get to see the other side of the phone calls where a guy could be crying and the, the tough conversations about sending a guy down, a guy's been traded. Uh, that's a really tough part of the job. If you could just talk about, you've been doing it for a long time, but, but it's not easy when, cause you're dealing with human beings. It is. And, and that's the hardest part of this job, hands down. And because, you know, nowadays the, the coaches and managers are, are closer to the players than maybe when I played. You know, you didn't have the type of relationships uh, that you did with coaching staffs and managers. I look at Sparky Anderson as as a legend that I wasn't even comfortable talking to. I would hate to think that one of my players couldn't didn't feel like they could come in my office and talk to me at any particular time. So it's changed as far as that goes. But a lot of times, it, most of the time, it's my job to tell these guys, and it never is easy. I, I had a coach and manager tell me one time down the road when I was start, first starting out doing this that you know you'll know you're in a good place when you do, it doesn't affect you emotionally when you're you're dealing with players whether they're going up or down or getting traded and i i i can't ever imagine that being the case so uh, a little different nowadays but uh that is definitely the hardest part of the job 
you know, when you think about Jesus Cesardo going forward, what, what do you think he really needs to improve on to be able to compete at this level every five days? Well, at first, it's fastball command. You know, he throws 97, 98 miles an hour and, is, you know, got into a little bit of a tendency to give up some home runs here, which means he was centering his fastball and getting in counts where they were looking for it. It's not that easy to hit a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. When you know it's coming, it's middle of the plate, it makes it a lot easier. And then refining his breaking ball a little bit, especially a slider to where, you know, he can get that pitch down and into a righty. He doesn't hang it. He doesn't feel like he can't, you know, he can't throw it. His changeup's always going to play really well. But more than anything, it's just confidence because when you have that kind of stuff, you should feel confident all the time. And when you go through a tough stretch, and that was probably the, the, the toughest stretch he's ever been through in his career from from a young kid until where he is right now, it's how you deal with that. And then you get on the other side of it, and then your talent takes over and your confidence catches up, and then you you, you become the, the pitcher that we always expect Jesus Lazardo to become. Well, you got some new toys to play with. Can't wait to see it. And, uh, you know, we're at that point, Bob, where it's no longer a marathon. We're in a sprint to the finish line. We are, and that's the fun part of the season is that you know how many games are left and you look at the finish line, and once you get past this day on the on the trade deadline, you know where everybody is in the standings and you know which teams have, have made their teams better and which ones are going to be the ones that you have to, to remain ahead of. So, yeah, there's a lot more clarity from this day forward as far as where the season goes. And let's end on this, something that's been going on with your starting staff. The last 71 games – have been pitched all by the same five guys. I know you had something like that in Seattle before, but isn't that very rare in modern-day baseball to just be having the same five guys going out there? It is, and it's great, and I love it. And the fact that, you know, a lot of teams will just run that guy, the starter out there, uh, when he's doing really well and take him out after six innings. You know, we're, we're, we're – proud of our starters and you know last night's game I was thought you know thought about taking Frankie out after six you know in the 90s in a pitch count and just struck a struck out the side in the seventh had the bottom of the order coming up so it was an easy in the sixth and it was an easy decision for me to send him back out for the seventh and he had just as good as inning in the seventh as he, as he did the sixth so uh, it takes a lot of plate off the relievers you, you rely on your relievers a lot over the course of the season but if you can you know, let your starters go a little bit longer. Sometimes your relievers are fresher at the at the end of the season. So we feel pretty good about our pitching staff right now. Great stuff as always, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Bob Melvin, the skipper of your Oakland Athletics, brought to you by nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. They have stores in the Bay Area or go online and shop for your bed, your bedding needs, and use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 